0: Welcome to the Recruiter's Review. I'm your host, Pat Mangarelli, and this is episode six, First Interview Strategies and Strategic Follow-Up. You heard it in my last episode. We talked about the strategies an employer likes to see in a first interview and how to really impress your interview with a follow-up letter or email. I promised in that episode that I would go into details about that today. The first interview and what you do or don't do in it, before it, and after it plays a huge role in the employer's decision to advance you or not. I would like to begin by telling you about some initiative I saw somebody recently take. This is a really impressive young woman that we recruited for a sales role with one of our technology clients. And once we had her interview set up, she took the time to write an email that introduced herself to our hiring manager. She put a few career highlights on there, a few things she wanted them to know about her coming into the interview, and she closed it with a very exciting, I'm looking forward to our interview and meeting. I have to tell you my client was blown away by that right there she had an early advantage going into the first interview and that's what this episode is about gaining those early advantages in the first interview so that you are invited back for the second and third interviews in my experiences most people that do not have a successful first interview do not get the opportunity to come back for a second interview and that's why it is so crucial to make the best biggest impression from the time you walk in the door or get on that Teams or Zoom meeting and with the correspondence you send thereafter. Your goal for that first interview is to not only have a successful one, but to be the one that made more impact than anyone else. And you are the person they remember the most because of your behavior. When I have debrief with my clients and we've had maybe two days of first interviews, and that's not uncommon. You, you might be up against six, eight, 10, 12, maybe even 20 people for a position. So the employer has to get through all of those interviews. And most who have all the vanilla interview, nothing stands out. When I go to debrief with my employers and I say, well, how did Kathy do? And they say, which one was Kathy? I know right there. Kathy made no impact. How did Joe do? Joe, wow, let me tell you about Joe. Pat, he knocked our socks off. He answered the questions better than anybody else. He had more engagement. He sent us an incredible follow-up email. You see what my point is now about the first interview. You have to make more impact than anyone else. It's like anything in life, especially if you're in sales. I mean, if you are selling a service or a product and you're up against three or four competitors, well, who do you think they're going to go with? The salesperson that made the most impact in the presentation. It's not always the best product that gets sold. Depends on the salesperson behind it. So before I go on to how you make that impact, that's where I want to close the introduction. Just know that most people show up for a first interview. They actually want the job, but they don't show it. They go through robotic interview answers, asking the same mundane questions like, Well, what are your benefits? What is your training program? What is the pay? And you know what? It's that boring, you know, help me now because I'm yawning already. And then they close it with an email. I enjoyed the interview and hope to hear from you soon. That's just not the way to make impact. So let's go into how you do. To begin with, if you're going to make impact in an interview that's substantial and not just a rah-rah, all fluff and all noise, you should begin by doing diligent research on the company and the manager you're interviewing with. It's very easy to do these days with LinkedIn and the internet, but you should be very aware of that person's background as well as anything in the news about the company. It could be a press release, a product release, an increase in sales, a decrease in sales. But these are the things that you're gonna wanna do some research on and then tuck into the back end of the interview when they ask if you have any questions. So I'm gonna put the questions to the side for now because that's at the end of the interview. And let's now begin with the beginning of the interview. If you're looking to make that instant impact in the first interview, I'm gonna give you a strategy here that I have seen work very effectively. And I actually learned this from a software executive who told me that he looked for people that interviewed as if this were a business meeting and not an interview. So how do you run it like a business meeting and not an interview when it is an interview, right? (laughs) The interviews always start off with pleasantries. Nice to meet you, I'm Joe, you you guys exchange the introductions. And then there's usually the drive over or how's the weather if it's a virtual interview where you live. Soon into those pleasantries though, you want to take a little bit of control of the interview and begin a business meeting by setting an agenda and here's how you do it. You bring those pleasantries to a nice close by moving on to this very strategic set of questions and that is, Mr. or Mrs. Employer, whatever the name is, how much time do you have allotted for me today? And what do you need to learn about me today to advance me in this process because I'm very interested in working for you? And there you've now set an agenda with the employer and you're likely to get some answers. Usually the interviewer will stop and tell you, well, we have 45 minutes today. And I'm glad you asked, because what we're looking for in this position is the following set of criteria or experiences. And as you're hearing their answers, start making notes. Feel free to write it down, by the way employers love to see note-taking in the first interview. Take note of what that interviewer just told you they're looking for, or what needs to be known about you, because you're going to now use that for the rest of this first interview, as well as in the close of the interview. And I'll get to that towards the end of this episode. You're then going to progress into the interview itself, where the employer, or the interviewer, will start to resume control of the interview by asking you questions. And by the way, that's the other piece of preparation you should have done before your first interview, that's preparing for the questions asked in a first interview. And knowing what those questions are in a first interview will help you prepare and be more impactful. Now, I can't tell you verbatim what every interviewer asks in a first interview, but I can tell you there are two Sets of questions that are asked in a first-year interview almost every time. The first is about the resume. The second are about the experiences on the resume or that are not on the resume that they're trying to find out. So the first thing you should be prepared to do is walk through your resume and explain every move. Why did you take that job? Why did you leave it? And why are you leaving the job you have now? Or why did you leave it? Questions about why did you leave or why are you leaving? I hate to say it. But those are setup questions. The employer is not looking for somebody who is running away or quits every time things get hard, but rather can explain their resume as logical career moves they made by choice. Or if it wasn't by choice because of a layoff, you explain why you took that job and then why you're moving again. They want to hear that you were gravitating towards an opportunity versus I hate my job, I hate my boss, I'm not paid enough, so I'm trying to find anything. You wanna have a very good explanation for why you've moved job to job and why you are interested in this job today. What it really gets down to in this part of the interview, to make your impact, if you can confidently walk through your resume, know your dates, your titles, why you made those moves and put the most positive spin on them you will have far more impact and respect from that interviewer than the many people i've seen in interviews who really are not aware of their resume you start to dig back two jobs ago they're scratching their heads like why i don't really remember the dates or yeah i'm not sure why i left that job that's what you don't want to have and that's the difference between the impactful interview on the resume walkthrough and not So you prepare for this interview by really going through that resume and rehearsing it as you explain it to an interviewer. And if the interview is going well, the interviewer is now going to go into the behavioral-based, situational-based questions that still come off of your resume. But now this is where you take the notes that you took at the beginning of the interview when you asked what they're looking for, as well as if you did some preparation for part two of the first interview, and that is you ask yourself, what are my greatest accomplishments? What are the things that I've learned the hard way and the easy way, best managers I've worked for, worst managers I've worked for, ideas I've sold, failures that I've had and how have I learned from them? You'll begin to use those as they go through what are called behavioral-based questions with you, and that's when the interviewer asks you about an ability or have you done or can you do And you actually answer the question by saying, yes, as a matter of fact, let me give you an example of a sale that I made or an idea that I sold to our CEO or a customer that I saved when they were really upset about an order that was shipped wrong. If you have those examples ready, you can do, again, what most people can't do in an interview, that's answer to the affirmative with an example. I've had managers tell me, Pat, we asked your candidate if they could do the following. And the only thing they could tell me is, yes, I do that every day. But they never gave us a solid example. And of course, if you're interviewing for a job that you're familiar with, it's in your field, then you already have an idea of what that company is likely looking for. Before your interview, you can start thinking about examples of situations and actions that you know they're going to hear about in an interview. Unfortunately, when asked on the spot, you may not be able to think of them. That's why you wanna have it rehearsed, played out in your mind, have those examples ready to go. Again, this is gonna create more impact in an interview than those that went in unprepared. And when they got those questions about the resume and the have you done, can you do, they were somewhat stuttering in their answers. Meanwhile, you can have that impactful, great answers, great resume walkthrough interview. And I am seeing a return of in-person first interviews or at least at some part of the interview process, you're going to go in person. But if you are doing an in-person first interview and this is a position or industry where presentations are common, whether it's to customers or internally, there is something you can prepare for this interview and bring with you, and that is what is called a brag book or a show book, and this can actually be a book, a binder with printed out letters and graphs, or you can do it on your notebook or laptop but it's something that you can use in concert with the examples you're using. So if an employer in an interview asks you about a, can you do or have you done something, you give the example and then you can refer to your brag book or your brag presentation and say, and by the way, if you see the drop in productivity or production time here, that's because we implemented what I just told you about and we saw a 30% uh, drop in production time Or you see that 70% increase in sales. It was a result of what I did here. Those types of brag books or presentations definitely will make you stand out in the interview. And I've had employers comment on them only to the positive. I've never had an employer criticize somebody for bringing a brag book to an interview. But if two or three candidates did and one didn't, of course, the one that didn't bring the brag book, well, they're standing out in a poor way. And there's one other point to make with the return of in-person interviews. We've become so caught up electronically this last decade that a resume is a push and send through an email. I've had interviewers ask, though, in person for the document so they could put it in front of them and take notes. So if you show up to an interview and your interviewer asks for a resume and you don't have it, you've just lost points. Bring your hard copy resume to the interview and I always advise bring two or three just in case there are several more people at the interview that you were not told were going to be there. There are two additional questions you should be prepared to answer because they may be asked in this first interview. If not, they're going to be asked at some point in an interview process. Often in a first interview, an interviewer may ask you what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses. And I've had people fall apart, the wheels came off when asked those questions because they weren't prepared to answer them. So really do digest what your strengths are in the job you do today. I'm sure you know what they are and can talk about them, but do you know what your weaknesses are? And I'll tell you why the question is actually asked. They're looking to see, are you self-aware? Do you know what you're good at? And do you know where you need to make improvement and have you implemented plans to do so? I'll give you an example. What's your greatest strength? my greatest strength is that I work too hard. My greatest weakness is that I work too hard. That is not the way to answer that question. The way to answer the question is my greatest strength, I am excellent at the following task. And you explain it. My weakness, I was told in an evaluation a few years ago that I fell short in, explain what it is. And then perhaps you can Tell the interviewer how you worked with your boss to improve in that area, or perhaps you took a course offered by your company, or even more so, you made a personal investment in a self-help course to get better in that area. When you can explain that you are aware of a weakness that you were told about and how you fix it, it shows the interviewer you're coachable, you're open to learning. If you remember Rennick Blosser in the last episode, I'll never forget when Rennick did an interview and when the individual could not come up with any weaknesses, he said, that tells me I won't be able to train her or coach her because she's not even aware of what she needs help in. If you have received evaluations in your current and previous positions and retained those, those documents right there will help you prepare to answer those two questions. As every evaluation notes your strengths and notes your weaknesses or the areas you need improvement upon. Read, digest those, that'll help you prepare to answer those two questions. At this point of your interview, the interviewer is going to ask if you have any questions. And by the way, this is how you know you're starting to get towards the end. This is also why it's important that you prepared some very good questions because most people, when asked, do you have any questions, default to the same boring, thoughtless questions. What's your training program? How's your 401k plan? What's your vacation policy? This is not the time to be asking those questions because you don't have a job offer. You wanna have the questions prepared around what you learned when you researched your interviewer. Hopefully you looked them up on LinkedIn and perhaps you found a few press releases or news items or just things you know in the industry. You can ask two or three very good questions using that information. For instance, if you notice something in your interviewer's profile, maybe they worked at a competitor before this company and you can ask him or her, what have you found to be the greatest difference from company Y to the company you're with today? Or why did you yourself make that move? Maybe you saw that they promoted very quickly. You can ask, what have you done here and is this traditional that somebody can move up that quickly at this company? You may also ask about a press release or something that you know of in the industry that shows the interviewer that you have taken this job opportunity seriously enough to actually research the function and the company. And it's not just all about, well, what do you pay? How much time will I get off? Those questions can be asked later if you get a job offer. Now, as you've gone through two or three questions, you're going to look at your watch and notice the time and you're gonna see you're coming likely to the close of the time the interviewer told you you had when you asked those two questions how much time do we have and what do you need to know here's where you can use that interviewer's answer to those two questions and effectively and impactfully close your interview by saying i could sit here all day and ask you questions because i'm so fascinated by you and the company but i see we're coming up to the end of our 45 minutes If you have more time, I'm more than happy to keep going. Your interviewer will probably say, oh, you're right. Thanks for reminding me. I've got to wrap up. I've got the next interview coming in, or I've got an appointment to go to. And here's where you can now use the strategic question I advised that you ask in the beginning of the interview, which was how much time and what are you looking for? Now you can close the interview by saying, I am really glad we had the opportunity to interview today. I asked you in the beginning of the interview what you were looking for and what this position needed. And based on what you told me, I feel that I've articulated to you some really good examples and experiences. Do you agree? Now, by the way, don't ask for the job right now. It's never appropriate to ask for a job in a first interview. Hopefully the employer says, yes, this was a really good interview. Right on the spot, you can ask them, what is the next step in your process and can we schedule it now? You never know. You might get that interview scheduled. It's rare though. Usually people, they can't make that commitment because number one, they don't even know the other people's schedules. And unfortunately for you, they have other people to interview. But if you did everything right in this interview, you should be getting asked back to that next interview. The interviewer will remember that you opened the interview, ran it well, and closed it really well. And I don't care if you're interviewing for a sales position or a non-sales position. Asking for next steps shows a confidence, and an ability to take meetings forward. That's how you have a successful first interview. And as the interview ends, now if it was an electronic interview, you've already got your interviewer's email address on your invite. If this is an in-person interview, be sure to get their business card so that you have their contact information, especially their email address, because now is the time for the critical follow-up email post-interview that you are going to send and I advise that you get it out that evening of the interview, no later than the next morning. I have had interviewers convey to me their disappointment when more than 24 hours have gone by and they have not had a follow-up from the person they interviewed. Just like questions at the end of the interview, if you have a boring, vanilla, same follow-up email, which is, I really enjoyed meeting you today and I hope for the next steps, it's not going to have the impact that a really well-written, meaningful follow-up email can have, Here's what I advise for a strong follow-up email. Dear so-and-so, I appreciate the time we had today. Thank you for teaching me more about the organization and the opportunity. Then you want to go to a next paragraph. Take everything you learned that interview and why you think you're right for the position. Perhaps you and the interviewer had a few points you agreed upon with your answers and your examples. So you can assemble a paragraph, which is, I feel I am an excellent candidate for this role because, and then put something into that paragraph. Then you can close it by, I really hope to see you or the next person in interview process please let me know what i can do to expedite that because now you have set up an ability to follow up again if you don't hear anything but that will have much more impact and you have this great interview you gave great examples Now you have a follow-up email that will remind that employer of how well you did. Because again, you have to assume you're interviewing against many people. And after a couple days, four, six, eight, ten interviews, it all starts to run together in their mind. But that email, written the right way, pulls it all together and they are remembering you and you're going to get that second interview. I know I threw a lot at you in this episode, so let me give you a uh, four-point summary. What you need to have prepared for this first interview, number one, know your resume. Number two, have your examples, and I'll give you an A through E. A is your biggest job accomplishment and how you earned it, what you did to get it. B would be a toughest situation, maybe a toughest customer or a toughest internal situation that you faced, dealt with, and won. C, a time that you lost and you didn't win and what you learned from it and how you overcame that and implemented ways to ensure it wouldn't happen again. D, be able to articulate what you do, your process. If you're held to numbers, especially if you're in sales, know your numbers. You can't win in a first interview if you're fuzzy with numbers. And E, know how to answer those strengths and weaknesses questions. Number three, do your research on the company and your interviewer and have good questions around that research. And number four, send that follow-up. Remember this about your first interview. The first interview is only about selling yourself to that interviewer and winning a second interview. This is your chance to sell yourself so that you can get more time with more people at a higher level at that company to truly learn more about the opportunity, the organization, and perhaps even things that you have heard and want to find out about. I will be getting into that in future episodes when you've heard things or read things about companies that you're not so certain about. I'll tell you right now, the first interview is not the time to delve into that. And nor is it time to try to dissect an opportunity based on what you've heard, whether it's fact or rumor. Do your diligence by completing an interview process. And as I said, I will be doing more on that in next episodes. Until then, this is Pat Mingarelli signing off with the Recruiter's Review.